Thank you, Keen, for sponsoring this episode. Since Valentine's Day is around the corner and love is such an emotionally charged topic for many of us around this time of year, Keen can help you get the answers you want. Keen readers are available 24-7 and there is always someone online ready to chat. Keen provides access to vetted tarot readers and astrologists who provide guidance and insight into your relationships as well as clarity in love. As a new Keen customer, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99. That is $1.99, not $199, $1.99. When I tried this, and I definitely went over the first 10 minutes because I just kept wanting to know what was going to happen and what's going on and all the possibilities in my life, I, I was nervous at first. And once I started to get clarity and understanding of everything that is coming my way, I was I was struck. I was I was so scared, but it ended up being everything that I wanted to hear. After your first 10 minutes, pricing depends on which advisor you choose and the services are backed with a satisfaction guarantee. So, if you have questions about your love life this Valentine's Day, get your first 10 minutes for only $1.99 with a reader at trykeen.com/itsfine. Again, that's trykeen.com/itsfine and get your first 10 minutes at only $1.99. Thank you again Keen for sponsoring this episode and let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It's Fine, I'm Fine, Everything's Fine, the podcast where I talk about my problems, your problems, and everyone's problems because we all have problems. Guys, today is the day. It is the greatest day in It's Fine, I'm Fine, Everything's Fine history. We have our first pair of guests coming into the podcast, and both of these girls have dealt with depression and anxiety hand-in-hand throughout their lives, and I am now blessed to call them my best friends. Everyone, please welcome to the stage, Jen and Erica! Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi, guys. How are you guys doing today? Um... I'm good. Happy to be here. You know, the start was freezing outside your home, so it's good to be in warmth now that you've let us in. No, it's still cold in here. <laughs> no, it is still cold in here. But you know what? I like the cold, so you're going to have to bug off. <laughs> cold-hearted, I okay, guess. Fine. We're all cold-hearted, I guess, in, like at the end of the day. So, today, I have you both here. Because this is one of, at least in my opinion, the most important and currently prominent in our society, like the topics, depression in the time of COVID-19. Throughout this episode, there may be conversations that could possibly trigger you or cause you to remember things that you do not want to remember. So viewer discretion is definitely advised. Not only will I say this at this time, but I'll say trigger warning or Jen and Erica will say trigger warning whenever they're saying something that could possibly trigger you. Not everything will, but some things could. So let's get into it. So I'm going to start the conversation very lightly. Not really lightly because it's like I'm bringing out statistics. But uh, since depression is such a broad topic, I was doing my research and, you know, I found out that 16.1 million people are suffering with anxiety in the U.S. every year alone. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me either. Like, it's not a surprising thing. But um, according to Brink.edu, in the early months of the pandemic, depression among adults jumped from 8.5% to 27.8%. And this is just like, it, it is crazy to me, but also it's believable because everyone was stuck in their homes and, and talk and 
just really stuck and 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 in their head i was in my head i know you guys were in your head we're gonna get into that so let me start with jen is there anything specific that you would like to share about your time during the pandemic or anything that reminds you of your time stuck in quarantine um so where i want to start is the tiktok sounds I've talked to John a little bit about this, but like all of the sounds from TikTok during the time that we are in quarantine, cannot listen to them. Like I know John said he has like positive memories with those sounds. No clue how. I don't know why you do. But <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, just, I really, those TikTok sounds, they just bring back for some reason, I feel like a nostalgic type of vibe. I feel like no. I never get old of the TikTok sounds, honestly. Yeah, you never get tired of it. Yeah. No. no, I'm traumatized. I cannot listen to those sounds. <laughs> like when they come on, I'm like, skip, skip, skip. Like that. Like I need a trigger warning for those sounds, essentially. Like I cannot yeah. listen to them. Yeah. Like I played um, them. We were on FaceTime the other day and I played them. She was like, uh, <laughs> yeah so scared i totally could not do it um you know i think that that statistic was so interesting because i feel like there's also just such a big chunk of people left out that don't want to admit that they were depressed or anxious or anything like that exactly um but in all reality all of america is probably depressed oh, and anxious. No, yeah um I mean, just in general, being in isolation is obviously just really alienating for anyone and like not being able to see people and just be stuck at home with like the few people you live with is just a weird. Exactly. It's weird for everyone. Exactly. Um, Erica, is there any? I feel like I can't really relate as much to yeah. that. Because cause you were you were working. Yeah, I was you, working you throughout the entire thing that's, of the pandemic so like I, I wasn't always home yeah most of the time so i can't really relate to quarantining so i don't know which it was must just be different. nice like it, I, I didn't want to be home <laughs> no it was it definitely was nice to kind of get away but it also was kind of annoying just having to go to work and then wearing your mask right. for 12 hours straight yeah, it I wasn't the most fun but i mean like I said, it was good to at least get out of my home and get away from my family. A hundred percent. And we're going to get more into that like a little later. So I have another fact for you guys. You know, I love my facts. Uh, so get this. New research from Boston University School of Public Health revealed that the elevated rate of depression persisted into 2021 and climbed to 32.8%. So that means everyone who was depressed in 2020... A lot of people joined the train. They jumped on the train and they were like, we're going to be depressed too because this is still really bad. <laughs> but um, I did talk about you, how you were working and the pandemic. Like, how was everyone there Like, while you were working? Like, were people anti-mask? Were there anti-maskers that you oh, came Oh, 100%. Into? There were people that came into the store and didn't have a mask on. And there were people, like, some of the employees got into fights with customers because they weren't wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, one time the police had to be called because someone was, like making a big deal about wearing a mask and saying like, oh, this is like my right, like not to have to wear yeah. a mask and all this stuff. But it was required to wear a mask in our store. That's just like something that is horrible. And this pandemic has brought out a lot of emotions in everyone, like whether it's like happy, mad, politics, everything. <laughs> I feel like all of that translates over to like the age of information. We're in an age of information where we're all getting so much stuff being thrown at us and it's hard to process it all and specifically when we were in quarantine like we were getting mask rules um you know how long you should quarantine even now like the rules are so confusing yeah. Yeah. they keep changing they keep changing exactly. like there were 14 days and now some depending where you work there's only seven days of quarantine yeah it was, it was like mm -hmm. 14 10, 10 7 back to 10 and then down five. to five yeah and then even like 
I feel like with like depression and anxiety, like there's so much more information out there now because yeah. of the pandemic, because they're trying to make people more aware, mm-hmm. which I think is also a part of the reason why those numbers are spiking because people are finally like a little bit educated about their mental health. No, yeah, 100%. And um, it really isn't just depression. Like you just said, like anxiety has been, they come like hand in hand almost every single time that, you know, Mm -hmm. either you're really anxious and then you get depressed or you're really depressed and you get anxious. So um, you all know my story, what I've dealt with during the pandemic for the most part. And anxiety, depression are usually closely connected and come with one another. So another fact, we have another fact, boo, boo, boo. In 2019 alone, the range of average monthly percentages of United States adults reporting symptoms of anxiety was at a low 74 to 8.6% from January to December. So that was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, from April of 2020 to August of 2021, that's like over, over a year, percentages have risen to a whopping 28.2 to 37.2%. My question for you guys is how does that make you feel and do those facts sound logical? I kind of just went into this a little bit, but I think it goes, it translates back to the education aspect of like, I never really saw that much mental health education on my social media unless I was following something specifically for that. But now every single scroll, it's like, reach out if you need help. And then even like, um the new ways that you can do therapy online and stuff like that was never a thing when i started therapy it was always in person like that exactly like that completely changes the way people are able to deal with their mental health but it's still so bad it's still so bad because there's not again like people just don't know how to deal with it which is sad a lot of people still don't even want to go to therapy. Like, I stopped yeah. going to therapy because I just didn't want to do it anymore. Even though I was online and everything, yeah. like the Zoom or whatever. But I just, it's just not for me. I personally liked it more in person. I don't like it online. I think yeah. that for me, online, it doesn't feel like I have much of a relationship with the person. But when you're in person, like, you see their facial structure. You see... Their body language. Yeah, like, everything yeah, that. that's going on. Exactly. Um... So it's easier to like open up to them and stuff. That's just my personal experience. No, I, I listen, I totally hear where you guys are coming from. And like with my experience with therapy, I currently it's virtual, but before like I was going in person, I like both, like I'm fine with either way, but, um, the virtual is just like really good for when I don't want to drive or like, I don't feel like I can drive properly. And like you guys know with that whole thing. And I think I don't think therapy is for everyone. I no. really I don't think everyone is like meant for therapy. Some people just like deal with it on their own yeah, and get through it. I'm not a very talkative person, yeah. so I don't like talking a- exactly. about my problems. Exactly. Like, like I feel like we don't talk about like like you you personally like you don't talk about it a lot with us, no. and like that's totally fine. Like everyone keeps it to themselves. It's not. I like, just try not to think about it. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like if that's your way of not thinking about it, then that's totally fine. It's not like a big. But deal. I feel like that's another coping mechanism of how to not deal with it. Because I think we all do that at certain points where we don't want to talk about it, so we mm-hmm. just don't talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So now we are getting into the part of the episode where since starting this podcast and since you guys are my first ever guests on the podcast, yet there are many more to come, I'm going to ask you some questions regarding this topic so we can inform people that they're not alone and we're all going through it. We're all going through it, right? Oh, yeah. So these questions may get a little deep, so I'm throwing out a trigger warning for those who are currently suffering with depression and still working through it. Since we are about to dive a little more into a conversation of depression, we're going to take a breather while you hear a couple words about our next sponsor. Guys, can you believe I'm sponsored? It's crazy because especially that you have 
multiple different sponsorships like this is like exactly your third episode. this is my third episode and i already have like sponsors it's such a big deal to me so thank you guys who are listening because it wouldn't be possible without the hundreds of people like actually like it's like 300 people are listening like wow something like that like something around those lines it's doing really well and i'm really happy so let's get right into the sponsorship this podcast is sponsored by better help Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is extremely hard, and luckily, therapy works for a lot of people. Therapy is whatever you want it to be, and maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would possibly like some tools to help you, or maybe you have something else going on that you would like to seek guidance on from someone who is not close to you. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So, if you are one of those people who would prefer to not show yourself, therapists can always just speak to you over the phone and through or through voice chat. It is way more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can meet with your therapist within 48 hours of signing up. But, I'm not here just to sponsor BetterHelp. I have an offer for all of you It's Fine, I'm Fine, Everything's Fine listeners. Now, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'm fine. That's betterhelp.com slash I'm fine. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast, and let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Welcome back to the episode, guys. What an you know, those words were nice from our sponsor, right? Yeah, I think it's great that um, you have a company that's so, like, immediately available to people. Right, exactly. So this one sounded a little deep for me. I'm going to jump right into the questions because it's, you know, we got a lot of questions to get through. So what does being sad or depressed feel like for you? Whichever one of you want to go first, want to talk about it, this is going to get a little deep, so we're going to get a little serious, and don't be nervous, because we're all going to be fine. It's fine, I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. Um, yeah, no, when I read this, I was like, damn, John, okay. Um, yeah, I feel like depression for me is kind of numb, because of the way I deal with it. Like, right. I have become... I've dealt with depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember. Like I've been diagnosed for three years now, but before that I always had it. So it's kind of just come to the point where I just shut everything off. It's easier. Like when things happen, I get upset about it for maybe like 24 hours. And then like, it's just like a bounce back. It's, it's toxic, obviously (laughs) it's not good (laughs) for myself, but that's just like my general response now. And I definitely like isolate and withdraw, which again like as hard in a pandemic because it's so much easier to isolate it's so much e- so much easier to like withdraw from people and not come around you could just be like oh i don't germs yeah. bye <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's good and bad that it makes it so much easier yeah i feel like i deal with it the same way i feel like i just um i like to be alone i just stay in my room all the time mm-hmm. I, we all do all, yeah all three yeah of us, like, we're all like chain linked to our rooms yeah mm-hmm. and it, i feel but i feel like that's because since especially quarantine and us even getting like more depressed yeah it's just like this is our safe space like mm-hmm. i feel so safe and mm-hmm. so comfy in here. i feel like i was always like that even being a like a kid i was just yeah. always in my room door shut it's just yeah. i don't talk to anyone exactly i was the same like i feel like a lot of people our generation are like that and i feel like that could also be a reason that we get depressed i think it's also related to like i mean my personal experience my perception of it is like 
if you're not heard in your home, you feel like you want to be by yourself. And I think growing up, that's how I felt a lot of the time. Like, exactly. Me too. Same, I was, yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, I think Erica can relate. Obviously, John doesn't have siblings, but like feeling overshadowed by your siblings mm-hmm. just makes you want to not talk to anyone. It makes yeah. you want to go in your room and just like almost exactly. have like an imaginary life for yourself. Not that you're like sitting up there like you're imagining the life that you want for yourself in 10 years to be away from like the situation you're in and like watching tv or like listening to music i feel like is what gets our minds away from what's yeah, going on at home exactly most definitely aka euphoria for <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so now that we've talked about that next this question is i thought it was a good question that i came up with to be honest how has de- depression affected your life specifically life at home so i know we just like went around this and jen i know at the time of the beginning of the pandemic you lived in your apartment alone partially with your ex and erica you lived at home with your family Mm -hmm. but you were also at work so we talked about that but how did depression like really affect those living styles um so for me as john mentioned i was living with my ex-boyfriend um in general just to i guess preface for the audience that doesn't know that relationship it was a very toxic relationship um so during that time even though i was living with someone it was like i wasn't living with someone because like there wasn't much interaction like we would wake up in the morning we wouldn't talk he would sit on the phone with other people like i was essentially alone during that time and i think that's why like i have trauma from the tiktok sounds and stuff because it wasn't a good time for me like i was genuinely like next to someone but felt completely alone like it wasn't it wasn't healthy and like i it got to the point where like i ended up moving out of my apartment just because i had to get away from like that feeling yeah Mm -hmm. i was just always either at work or just in my bed i didn't really come home or talk to my parents about how my day was at work and everything as soon as i got home i went right to my room i showered and was just in bed for the rest of the night Mm. like i i don't really think I have the best relationship with my parents, although I think my mom definitely tries harder. Yeah. Because we were never really the greatest friends, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she definitely tried to put in an effort, but I was just never, I never wanted to talk about anything. So I don't know. I just kind of avoided it at all costs of like how I was feeling. And I, I don't know. It just wasn't fun. No, yeah. Uh, it, it, it definitely, stuff like that isn't fun. And, like, my experience of being at home, it was it was hard for me because both of my parents were home, I mean, like, every single day. And I was home every single day. Like, I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. And I, I besides you, like, I'm the only other one in the friend group who's out. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, who's stuck, stuck at home. But, like, we don't go anywhere, really. Like, yeah, you and no. I don't go out. <laughs> like, I don't do anything. Exactly. And to every time I was home, it was just, like, really hard to put up with all of that. And it was very overwhelming. And I know my mom is listening to this, and she knows the deal. Like, she knows the dealio of, like, how I felt and everything and how I feel trapped here. Well, I feel like the thing is, like, you just said, like, it's trapped. Like, you don't have an escape from your thoughts. You don't exactly. have... And, like, it's, like, you don't even want to go outside during that time. Like, when we were, like, deep in quarantine. Like, I didn't even want to go outside because I felt like... Like, I felt like I was, like, on a, another planet. Like, I didn't yeah. even feel this like... This didn't I, feel real. This, yeah. this did not feel real at all. What This pandemic just did not... It, we, we shifted into a different universe yeah. when this happened. But I also feel like even before the pandemic, I didn't really want to go out at all. No, yeah, same. Yeah. But also, I did at the same time because, like, I, I had my freedom. But my parents always had problems with it, you know? I feel like now I'm just more socially anxious and afraid and, like... I just don't, I don't even want to be around people anymore. Cause I'm like, you're 
I don't know what you did last night. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where you've been. Yeah, and especially like since we both, you and I both had COVID like, yeah. at the same time almost. Erica's like lucky enough to not have had COVID. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really like know all of us happened. got it except for Erica. Like yeah. she's the lucky. And winner. I was the one like out in the like in the field like exactly. During COVID. Yeah, exactly. Like, you were you happen. were out there, and yeah. we got it from family. Like, yeah, we both got well, it from we family. We least expected because yeah. you and I don't even go to bars and stuff that much. Yeah, like when I got it, like I wasn't even out and about. Like I literally had been watching my niece, and I got it from my sister. Mm-hmm. So it's just and like the same kind of thing happened for John. Like it's like even if you are careful you still can fucking get it it's like and like that's what made it even more scary for me because i was like i like and i felt so alienated when i got it too because everyone's just like yeah "Yeah." and like of course you get it like you know you obviously can't be around people but like it's still scary because it's like you feel like you have no one exactly you feel like no one can be there to support you because they physically can't exactly yeah and and that really it like really sucked and i feel like with jen and i it like brought us more into a depression and a cautiousness because we yeah like now i i wear my mask everywhere even though like i did most of the time before i got covid but i wear my mask everywhere like i'm so anxious about it yeah and like with my panic disorder i was doing great like you guys know i was like doing a whole lot better Mm -hmm. but then once i got covid it just went down and it was it was really bad i I fell into a depression for like a week like i was really like down on myself i was like a really down bad i also feel like it was a crappy time for me because i usually try and see yeah. you guys yeah, like, yeah. every weekend so it's like you didn't have us i didn't see you guys for almost over a month over a month yeah during that time we hadn't seen each other in so long which like our whole friend group like we really really lean on each other like we're always on the phone we're always reaching out to each other so for us not to like be able to even me. be there for each other <laughs> i'm horrible with erica, the yeah. I'm really bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. erica will just like randomly hop on the call and then like she'll be there for a couple hours and then we won't hear from her for like a week and then we're like okay <laughs> that's just she's what back oh my gosh well next question is for both of you was your depression ongoing over time or has it just happened for short episodes when you get in your head or an event occurs i feel like it's just ongoing but i just don't deal with it i feel like i'm right. i'm always in that state i i mean i definitely try not to be but it just doesn't help that i'm in my room all the time i feel yeah. like that's definitely I something like i need to like, stop doing yeah I like me and Jen were talking about it yesterday that I feel like I need to do what she does and like go on walks every day mm-hmm. and just try and mental like, health get walks. That's yeah. what she called. That's what <laughs> no, she I literally, it. I literally call them mental health walks. Or like, have you called them like sad girl walks or something? Like hot girl walks. Hot girl, hot walks. girl walks. Hot girl walks. Yeah. Um. And I know a lot of people did a lot of those walks during quarantine, and I like there was a point where like I hated those fucking walks. I was like, fuck this. Like, yeah. cause it just, it was like the only thing I can do. And like, now I still do it. But honestly, like I was telling Erica, there's days where I still hate it. Like I yeah. still hate it. Your mental health, like is an everyday battle. Like I truly believe that like, I'll never stop being depressed. I don't think no. there's ever going to be no, a day. Like so even if I have a good day or a bad day or, you know, sometimes there are events that occur that like trigger my depression more, mm-hmm. but it's really just an everyday battle and like picking and choosing which days you allow yourself to rest and which days you decide, okay, I'm going to fucking fight this shit today. Yeah, exactly. I don't, it's just really, it it like comes and goes. See, like with me, it's just like, sometimes it's for short episodes, but I also feel like at the same time, it's just ongoing. It's just underlying. I feel like it's on. Yeah, exactly. It's ongoing, but sometimes it's more prominent than exactly. Like, like every day, like I'm laughing, I'm happy. Like, and then like, 
I think about it and I'm like, and, oh, yeah, fuck. Two seconds like, later, I'm you're depressed. like in your own head. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and it's but, like, it's like one thought that triggers you and just completely changes your thought process. Exactly. And then you just end up thinking about one thing after another. That's mm-hmm. what depression does to you. And that, like, I know a lot of you out there are going through it and it really fucking sucks because we all know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And help is out there. You know, if you really, if you want to get help or if you have coping mechanisms that you could, that you could do, it's, you guys can do it. We can all do it. I mean, we deal with it, but, it, you know, we're stuck with it. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I feel like we're all stuck with it. Agree with me or disagree. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think we're all stuck with it. I think like the sad but like hard truth is that like you won't get better until you want to get better. And like, again, like it's it's a daily fight. Like, I'm not saying I do it perfectly. Like, I try my best to like look out for my mental health, but no one else can do it for you but yourself and like that's hard to even come to yourself because that makes you feel even more alone it makes you feel like oh my god i can't go to this person for support and it's not like you can't go to other people for support it's more so just like you need to be strong in your mental health to be able to hold your hold yourself up at times exactly right right no totally so this brings us to our final question which is when you felt sad or depressed, specifically during the pandemic, what did you guys do to make yourself feel better? Were there any like uh, routines that you followed or anything specific at all? It was my hot girl walks. Hot girl walks. And honestly, like I mentioned before, I was dating my ex-boyfriend and his godmother was the person that would make me go on these walks. It wasn't even myself. I was so mentally ill. I didn't even want to do them, but she would convince me every day. And I'm really grateful for that. But... Yeah, that was something I did. And then I just binge watched a lot of shows. I don't really think that was helpful. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was helpful either. That's definitely like sunk the depression in more. Yeah. No, yeah. That's yeah. all I do. I just binge watch. Yeah. I th- I feel like in our generation now, we all, j- all just, especially since the pandemic, we're all so used to binge watching. And just mm-hmm. like as soon as a show rolls out that we really like, yeah. finish it in the day. Not even that. Like I was just telling Jen how deep I am. Watch, rewatching Criminal Minds and I'm on oh, season God. 10 right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, like I've never watched that many seasons of a show. Like I respect her for that. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> See, like I did that with the Mar- with like the MCU. I did that with Marvel. Yeah, while oh, my God. I was I've watched Marvel over countless, so many times. Countless amounts of times in order. Like timeline order, like uh, release order. like Exactly. You- and that's, you know, that's over like 50 hours. Mm-hmm. Of- and then I that's just, I do, um, since getting, I think Jen's HBO, I've been doing a lot of Harry Potter now too. Oh yeah, those yeah. I think oh. it's actually John. It's John's HBO. It's, it's, yeah, it's that my HBO. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's. It's just we're just so used to all this stuff and like coping and trying to figure everything out for I, ourselves. I feel like we've all just been like very like trying to heal ourselves rather than focusing on other people's mental health. Yeah, yeah. I would say one other thing um, that I've done more recently, like since getting COVID, um, I started journaling and like reading self help self-help books um which has definitely helped john don't giggle at me i'll kiss you right now <laughs> do it do it fuck her up um but yeah i just wanted to mention that because the journaling like helps me re like look back and see what my mindset was was each day which i think helps a little bit um you used help to, you i used to journal a lot too you know like i loved journaling for a yeah. really long time and it helped me like i let all my emotions out and sometimes when i'm really like really really fucking sad <laughs> i'll fucking pull out my ipad and my apple pencil and i'll just be like this <laughs> yeah i know it, i never got into journaling i feel like i could never do it because i never really know what to write about because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not 
a specific thing that I'm upset about. I'm just upset, and there's really yeah. no helping that. It's like something that's like in the moment. If you want, if you ever were to write, and I'm just giving you tips. If you ever do want to write, it has to be like an in the moment thing. Like you're thinking about it, so like be like, okay, I need to write this down so I can let it out, so I can leave my mind. I also don't think that you have to write. Like if you want to oh, sit yeah. there and draw a picture of like I don't know an angry face or some shit, like. That yeah. helps too. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. sort of thing that's getting your emotions out is better than keeping it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, As, I know. Like just getting it out there, even if it's just saying to one person, I'm really sad. I can't handle this right now. Mm-hmm. That's one m- more person that knows that can like at least try and help you and at least like you told someone how you felt and that's more powerful than you keeping it to yourself. So this conversation was definitely like I I we didn't like get too too deep, but I feel like we got like to a good amount of deep, right? I think so. I mean, I didn't shed any tears, but maybe if I look at your face again. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if if I was recording this, you would have seen my mouth. Like, I covered my mouth. Guys, I'm kidding. He's so beautiful. I love John. (laughs) So, um, from the looks of it, it... Guys, how long has this episode been? Like, 32 minutes, but there might be, like five minutes of (laughs) (laughs) five minutes there's like five minutes okay so it's it's my usual length of episode i just thought that it would end up longer but i'm really happy at the length um so i do want to say thank you guys so much for coming on as the first guest of it's fine i'm fine everything's fine of course did you guys have fun oh definitely (laughs) absolutely a lot of laughs i feel like i i i'm so excited to have more guests on and just like get everyone's perspective on this podcast and so everyone listening can just tune in and and see like oh yeah i've been feeling this way yeah at least relate to one yeah. relate to it yeah. i'm so excited to hear like everyone's experience exactly because everyone's different yeah, exactly. exactly i'm so i'm just so excited um, and thank you all so much for listening and if you have not already go ahead and follow the podcast instagram get ready it's gonna be in the description also but it's underscore it's fine i'm fine underscore everything's fine or you can check out the link tree in the description as well for all the links to my social media every time you guys check out my stuff it's always such an honor and i mean that from the bottom of my heart and i thank you all for the great journey that this has been so far and the best is yet to come so again thank you for listening to it's fine i'm fine everything's fine i'm john i'm jen and i'm erica and i'll see you guys in episode four Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you so much.